listener production. Coming up on your Monday edition of Footy Talk, we talk all things Logies with Abby Holmes, who was on the ground last night, got all the big goss. Is Buddy done for the season and maybe forever? Plus, we talk about the crom, the blues, the pies. Footy's great again. Destruction. It's all coming up on the Footy Talk podcast. Your Monday edition of Footy Talk, as always, in studio is Jay-Z Clark. Jay-Z, what a big weekend of footy and a massive Monday to dissect it all. Off its head this round, Daisy, let's be honest. I mean, if you're like me, you're in the fetal position with your tipping. Oh, gone. It was, it was a poor it was a poor outcome on the tipping front, but, uh, yeah, the nice Agatha Christie twist to the season that we didn't see coming. I think if you've got any more than four in the footy tipping this week, you're either a liar or a cheat or you've got no <laughs> idea what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Now, usually there's three of us in the studio today, yes. but somebody has had to go from Sydney yep. via video link as last night took pen and paper to the Logies mm. to get all the goss. Abby Holmes, welcome. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Great to be with you down the line, of course. But um, as Jada said, what a ripping round of football. The round of upsets um, keeps everything interesting in the race for that top eight. Agatha Christie, I think Jay described it as. So if yes. anyone has any idea what that means, please <laughs> yeah. DM me and explain it. Abs, you are in Sydney. You were at the Logies last night mm. representing Channel 7. Yeah. How was the night? You have, have you got any goss for us? Yes. Everyone loves some goss. The Logies was awesome. We had a great night with the the seven sport crew. Was we were BT not, there? BT was, um, oh, and oh, he was on his very best behaviour, oh. guys. I'll let you know that. Wow. Um, but, no, we were nominated for most outstanding sports coverage for the grand final last year. Unfortunately, we didn't bring home the Logie. Who won um, it? State of origin. That uh, makes mm. sense. Does it? Yeah, you get three <laughs> games to show how good you are rather yes, than that's one. True. Yeah. That's true. No, um, there was some amazing people, amazing um, sports in that category. So um, congratulations to them. But hey, we, we don't it, mean that. We don't mean no. congratulations <laughs> to rugby league. That's just a, you playing nice. Yeah, just say we're nice. robbed. I'm very nice. Um, but a great night. Logies is always, you know, all about the glitz and glamour and the red carpet first and foremost. And then you sit in a room for bloody six and a half hours and wait for that gold Logie to be announced, which went to our girl, Sonia Kruger. Um, but no, do you know what? It was quite um, low key. I don't have too many Ugh. too many great stories for you, uh, which is anyone bit... best on. Or was it? I mean, did you like my opener? I mean, I hosted last night. Sam Payne. And... Sam, he Sam nailed it. He nailed it. Um, so he should be very, very proud of himself. And I know that we all hang a lot of shit on on Sammy, but um, he did a bloody good job and he should be wrapped with how that went down. Did you go to an after party? I did. Do you know this year? So normally after the Logies, you've got your network Ready? party. So everybody Real separates. Logies veteran here just telling no, us. No, please. I've been to two. <laughs> but I just know that this is what normally yep. happens is that Channel 7 go their way, 9 go their way, ABC, SBS don't have an after party because it's SBS. But um, <laughs> They're watching the soccer. <laughs> yeah. But this year it was a whole like all in, every network, everyone Ooh. crammed into one big room. And I haven't been to a nightclub in a very long time, but I, I walked in there and it was just... The music was pumping. You couldn't hear a word that anyone was saying. The espresso martinis. Who was best Dale on? Thomas. You'd have to say Sammy Pang. I think as was soon he? as he clocked off, as Good. soon as he clocked off, he was just like a menace. Right, we will move on because that was a good update, but yep. unfortunately this is not called the Logies Talk podcast. No. It is footy talk, so we are going to talk footy and there's a fair bit 
bumping around. Jay-Z, you're going to kick us off with the three big talking points from you this week, starting with concussion. Yes. So it it is the biggest story today, isn't it? Because for all of the concussion crisis and um, spotlight on this part of the game, Port Adelaide faces sanction and uh, could be in some hot water for the handling of the Alira Lear Lockie Jones situation. Lockie Jones got the the full scat five test and passed that, whereas Alira Lear went back onto the field without having that. Now, we saw the incident on the ground. It was shocking, right? It was a heavy head clash, and yes, uh, Lear, um, you know, was able to to play on. But the AFL, reading between the lines, the AFL issued issued a statement yesterday saying they're continuing talks with Port Adelaide. Reading between the lines, Daisy and Abby, I think the AFL aren't thrilled with this. I think they're flat with the handling of it. I think at the very least, they think that Alir Alir, in line with. Everything you've heard over the past three years should be given the full test. Remember Port Adelaide's been fined in this area before with the Hamish Hartlett thing. I think it was back in oh. 2016. Butters and Jonas last year had a sort of a similar situation and everyone says, don't question the doctors. It's taboo. The medical department, they know what they're doing. They've got the, the care of the players first. Well, I would actually say that mistakes are made in this area and no one is beyond reproach. It needs real scrutiny over the next 48 hours, and that's what the AFL is going to give it. Couldn't agree more. And we are so hell-bent on anything to do with a head knock that you're just assessed. It doesn't matter if it's minor or major. Everybody goes in for a HIA. I got absolutely smashed. I think it was last year, Jay, with the Butters and and Jonas incident. I got smashed because I was on the boundary that game and I questioned the medical staff, right? And I know that I'm not a medical professional and it's not my job, but I questioned them and I learnt my lesson there because people came for me on Twitter. But what we saw on Saturday night was a severe head clash and you could see that Aaliyah Aaliyah was affected by it. He was shaky. He was um, very wobbly coming off the ground. So the fact that he went on less than, was it five minutes later? Yep. Uh, no, I, I didn't like that at all, and I think the AFL has every right to, to put an investigation through to the Port Adelaide Footy Club. See, I was very much yesterday when we were talking about this, Jay, in yeah. the camp that the doctors have the player's best interests at heart before they have the footballer in terms of they'll make sure that the player isn't at risk before they just make a decision based on football. That's your experience. However, after seeing and watching numerous replays and the fact that not even the HIA was done, yes, I'm coming around to the fact that if you are doing due diligence as a doctor, yeah. you probably need mm. to run at least the minimum tests rather than just a verbal, are you okay? Yeah. Exactly right. And that, that's where we we would love for Aaliyah to be cleared and come back in. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the ultimate result. Yeah. But the fact that that HIA wasn't even done in that situation is mind-blowing. That's What's right. the outcome? Is it fines? Is it... The, the, yes, that, that could be that could be um, the sanction, fine. That's what they've done before, as we said with the Hamish Hartler case where he went on uh, the field too soon. So I, I'm actually thinking that this could be the path that the AFL goes down. And I know Aaliyah passed the Scat 5 um, after the game and then um, on Sunday as well. So we're great. It's great to hear that Aaliyah, his health is going well, and he could play mm. this weekend along with Lockie Jones. But that's not the point. No. The point is that they've got to be tested. You've got to be sure. You've got to be absolutely sure. That is why they have the test, the SCAT 5, the full 15-minute. You've got to have that test. They didn't do it. They didn't um, run through it. I reckon the AFL's flat as a biscuit. And um, I reckon, to your point, Abby, I think it is okay to question um, mm. medical decisions because not all of the medical decisions we've seen in the past and as we've seen this weekend are the right ones. But your relationship with your club doctor 
Club yeah. doctors? Yeah, well, it was just always uh, taken, I guess, for granted or accepted that they would make the best decision in your interest if you weren't able to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, we, this is where we're left and the AFL are doing the right thing because, one, the optics of it don't look good. Yeah, but, the two, AF. the litigation they are potentially facing Correct. from prehistoric cases yep. uh, is interesting. Yep. Squirrel grips is the yes. next one. And yes. I always get excited when this comes up as a topic. <laughs> doesn't happen often. And it doesn't happen often. <laughs> yep. But it's back in the news after Tuke yep. Miller grabbed Dane Zorko or tackled Dane Zorko yep. in a manner where one hand found his yes. way to his below waist region. He's nether regions. Alleged contact. And um, you saw the way Dane Zorko remonstrated. He wasn't happy, right? He fired straight up at Miller. He said, you grabbed me in the balls, clearly. And today, Monday, um, the, the, the latest on this is that he has said, Dane Zorko, that he has bruising down there around the pill bags. Well, there's, so, really? there's a full quote there if you'd like to read it. He's he, got he, bruising. He said there's some bruising. He said there's an interesting rule um, that's just clearly been cleared by the AFL. It's quite interesting that got off. We had really good evidence to support the case in my groin region. It's quite bruised at the moment. Ouch. So it's funny that all that happens. It's an accident when they get up and smile and they laugh about it, isn't it? They've set the precedent now. Well, I've got a problem with this, Dane, because if there was bruising, it is either flared up on Monday or it was somehow missed in the medical report because if there was bruising, um, it would have shown in the medical report, which would have triggered probably a further investigation from the AFL but that wasn't in the medical report uh, yesterday. So either it's but the, the testicle bruising has been missed or it has suddenly emerged today. What what way do you think? Where does the player code go in this? Where it's does gone. The, there is the code is gone. It's but uh, Zorko's a a man who's lived in the space of relying on others to lie for him yes. from whether it be verbal stouches he's had and said some things that have upset a lot of been people. In the thick of it. But the fact that he's come out and said we had a good case with evidence. Don't go like, like it. It wasn't a sort of Hopawatu style deliberate act from back in the rugby league days. It was just so happened where his hand ended up as part of trying to do a tackle. Yes. I don't yeah. like it from Dane. I think it was hard to tell from the evidence. Abs, are you going to step into this space yeah, look, or just I don't leave have it to balls, the experts? So I feel like I'm going to bail out on this <laughs> conversation. That's fair enough. It was hard having a look at all the, the angles and the replay. It was. It was not clear that there was an intentional no. cupping of the. Um, of the pill bag. Yep. So um, for mine, it was it's a hard case to press unless you get a full-on complaint. But why do you want to press it? Like, uh, this is my point. Well, what was the rule back in the day when you played around the code? What was the code? Well, the code was you looked after the other position. Yes. You tried to, unless, I, I don't even know if there was an unless, yeah. uh, but you just wouldn't be then trying to pursue this because there's no reason. Yes. Anyway, right. the other big talking point, according to our great news-breaking friend, Jay-Z Clark, yes. is Tigers' yep. headaches. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When they hit the lead last quarter, Noah Bolter kicked that goal against Melbourne. You thought Richmond could pinch a win here. It would stamp Andrew McWalter's credentials as the next Richmond coach. However, Maxi Gorn played one of the great second halves from a uh, Ruckman. Of course, Harry Petty kicked six goals. Can you believe it? And Melbourne got the chocolates again as Brodie Grundy sits in the VFL and thinks, when on earth am I going to get back on in this team and how is it all going to work? But for um, for Richmond, they've got a bit of a problem because they keep being belted in the inside 50s, Daisy and Abby. So we know that they've always played a bit of a rebound game. But they, as Andrew McWalter said, said after the match, they are losing the inside 50s by 10, by 20, by 30. Um, and that is partly because of their centre um, square issues. They're losing there. It's a bit of their team defence. So... Can they make September and can they do any damage when they're giving away an extra 20 or 28 entries into the opposition's inside 50 days? It doesn't feel like that's a sustainable method. 
even though they've led this counter-attack game plan for such a long time. Yeah, the giving up so many inside 50s isn't sustainable. When you come up against best sides, and this is a little bit of the issue with Collingwood at the minute too, they do a lot of defending from their back half and then try and transfer the ball the entire width, uh, length of the field. Yeah. I thought in the first half they did a great job of getting the ball, locking it in. They were going deep. They were relying on crummers. They're all on the same page. The frustration lies that then goes back to the centre after Richmond got a goal, fought hard, scrapped, yeah. did everything they could, yeah. and Melbourne waltz it out and walk it in within the next 20 seconds. And then, you know, for all your hard work, it's yeah. been undone after one centre bounce. So they certainly need to fix that up. They threw Dusty Martin back in the middle yesterday. Mm. Soldo was gallant for a half of football, but then Max obviously too good. You, know, you never get the game perfectly on your terms and they need to understand that. But to be a goal up with not long to go and then to go down by 32. Yep. You're right, Daisy. So you look at their to- their last four, the Tigers. They need to win probably three. They play the Bulldogs on Friday night. Ooh. It's essentially a bit of an eliminator. They've got St Kilda after that, easier against North Melbourne, but Port Adelaide round 24. That could be the last game for Jack Rewalt and Trent Cochin. Could be the farewell game. And I reckon, as it all sort of shapes at the moment, the Tigers are going to have to upset Port Adelaide in their own backyard to make it into the eight. And what will be an emo- There'll be plenty of emotion around the new uh, Rewalt and Cochin stuff. Dylan Grimes is 32 as well. Um, Toby Nankervis, you think, could go on. But that'll be huge. I think the round 24 game that'll finish on the Sunday, for you TV types, you'll be all over this. I think the Carlton GWS game. Could be finals defining again for the Blues. So Ah. that that could decide the whole finals positions, the shape of the top eight in the second last game of the season. It should shape as an absolute beauty. Um, On the Friday night, I think it could look at uh, Essen and Collingwood. Saturday night, Port Adelaide, Richmond. Sunday, 3.20, Carlton, GWS, be absolutely magnificent. Essen and Collingwood on a Friday night to wrap up the season to start that round. Very good from you. We'll come back. I've got my next two talking points plus anything Abs has to offer from up there in Sydney. The Logie girl herself didn't win it, but she had a bloody good time. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. I've only got two points this week to bring to you. We'll make it nice and succinct. DT. But destruction yes. is where I'm oh, looking in this one because the Ds who we've slept on for a lot of the year mm-hmm. are starting to really find their feet. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that the forward line that has been a blessing in disguise with Bailey Fritch going out with his foot is starting to function. And I know you can't rely on a backman going forward and kicking six every week, but Van Royen looks like a dangerous target. Love him. Jake Melksham looks dangerous. Cozzy Pickett's going forward and through the midfield, plus chucking some Petrarca. They are cooking with gas at the Ds. Their forward line has been where our questions have been throughout season 2023, hasn't it? So now to to see Petty go up there and kick six, Van Royen with four and and Melksham with four as well, that, that... they're showing us that they've got options. Um, Petrarca, we were worried oh. that they were going to have to take him out of the midfield and play him solely as a forward. But when you've got other guys, I guess, with the flexibility and the versatility of being able to go up there like like your Harry Petty types, then oh, this is exciting for Melbourne footy club fans because their midfield's amazing. We know what their defence does and their back line, but if they can click in their forward uh, forward half in the lead into some September action. Who knows what they can produce, Jay? We expect Clayton Oliver to come back this week. Mm. Yeah, I think he's 
probably more luck the one. week after. Okay, yeah, well, there's still... This is the longest, yep. you know, minor string we've ever seen, isn't it? They're, well, they're, it's, I think the old it was tendon. Yeah. It was more tendon related. <laughs> yeah. And then I think they want to be absolutely certain because they're probably only going to have one shot at this now because if they blow it from here and he's recovering, then he's out for another four, five, six weeks and that could wipe him out for the deep point of September. So I think they want to be absolutely certain he is right to go. My second point is footy is great. Now, it was only a couple of years ago we were looking at Dower games, slow scoring, Mm -hmm. teams parking the bus, 48 points to three-quarter time, this sort of stuff, and we were hating what we were seeing. To the AFL's credit, and we don't give them a lot of pump-ups, but this one is deserved. The change of the rules, the 666, Mm -hmm. plus the stand on the mark or evacuate the five-metre area, has changed the entire way the game has been played and also – their want for it to be the any given Sunday theory of any time, anywhere yep. your team can win. Yep. The weekend was a pure example of their plan coming to fruition. Steve Hocking deserves a lot of credit for that because there was backlash at the time. Remember? Wasn't there? Yeah. We were all up in arms, yeah. weren't we? <laughs> Literally for the man, the mark rule. And, and, the, <laughs> yeah. and the AFL, the process around this wasn't perfect in the sense that they considered a lot of options. So there were 10, 15 um, sort of suggestions and some some fun was poked at that. Like, remember extending the goal square and all this sort of, you know, wearing bibs and all that. But it was a bit of a... The thought bubble, they ended up changing two or three things, and I'm I'm with you. Even though that scoring mightn't be dramatically different, there is more flow and openness um, in the game. So you're right, three, four years ago, it's back page of the Herald Sun most weeks, you know, where is 40 to 50, 50 to 60, you know, where is the scoring gone from our game? Um, but uh, credit to Steve Hawking, the agent of change. Some bold decisions there. I believe it's paid off. Abs, we go now to your talking points. You want to kick us off with the big forwards are back. Yes. How good is it? Friday night, you, Dale Thomas, are now full-blown committed Blues supporter. Is that right? You came out and said whoever wins, you're going to rip off the other team's oh. scarf and run with run with them? Yeah, not so blues. much. <laughs> okay. I did say I'm never tipping the Blues again, and I haven't. And since there, they've won every game. So there you go. I can't there go, go back on my word. I'll never tip them again. But I am <laughs> loving the fact. Footy is better when the Blues are playing well and mm-hmm. a chance to play finals. Absolutely. Yep. And how good was Kerno on Friday night up against Darcy Moore? We love that matchup. One of the best you know, defenders in the game. And he comes out and kicks six, then texts the next night. Um, you know, you, you didn't really expect him to pop up and kick seven against Port Adelaide. So the big forwards are producing big games. And I guess over the last few seasons, it's been hard as well for the forwards, it, just in the way that the game is played and the styles of, of you know, team defence and that kind of thing. But you, we traditionally see bags of, you know, three, four, five, no worries. But to see these guys pop up over the weekend and kick six and seven, um, it's exciting. And whenever the ball went in the vicinity of Taylor Walker on Saturday night, you could just hear those Adelaide fans up and about. And he's like a fine wine, isn't he? He's he getting is. better. He, he's give him another, give, give him will, another five years, I They've say. given him another year. I love the they fact, have. though, that <laughs> the Coleman medalist this year is going to win probably with plus 70 goals. Yes. Mm. That's a proper good season. Yes. Taylor Walker currently six back but has the West Coast Eagles in the last round. While yeah. we're going with Tex, let's talk about the Crom, another one of your points. The Crom. You um, love the. Are you back? Are we back after one week? Are we, we back? Just, oh, look, I, oh, I feel bad because I always talk about the Crows whenever they have good wins, don't I? Was I? But say, who's the Crom? But, I'm not across the Crom. 
Really? No. Oh, must be a South Australian thing. Um, but how good were they? Saturday night, Port Adelaide second on the ladder. As I, as I said last week as well, to lose by four points to Melbourne and then their two games against Collingwood this year to lose by a combined total of three points is unbelievable. And um, they're on the upward trajectory with Matty Nix. There's no doubt about that. But what I really wanted to touch on was Matt Crouch and the fact that he is quite possibly one of the biggest, I guess, wasted talents this year in season 2023. Um, and I understand, you know, he's been toiling away in the sandfall um, with their team and, and the Crows midfield has been humming along nicely, especially with Lady running around in there. But Matt Crouch came second in the showdown medal on the weekend with 32 disposals, 15 contested possessions, 12 clearances, 10 score involvements and seven inside 50s. So to think that this is a man who hasn't been able to find his way into this team and has only played three games for the season, it makes you think... Um, yeah, where he is at with his career. And, um, yeah, we, we know that he's 28 years old. He's still got plenty of footy ahead of him. And he's one that if he's producing games like that, he should be a regular. Does he stay at the Crom, though, Jay? I wouldn't have thought so. Why would he? Um, mm. I think he needs to find a new club. The problem is the past two years, no other clubs wanted him. Mm. So he has to, um, you know, the interest has to in- increase and increase significantly, I would have thought. His cards are marked at Adelaide. I think that's obvious. He doesn't want to be playing Sandful. He's been doing that. Huge possession um, tallies, but has only got a lot look in till now. They'll, the footy club will say all the right things. We love Matt, but I reckon it's time, if he's serious, it's time for a clean slate. But his type of player, Daisy Howe, how important are they in the, in the modern game? You know, he doesn't have huge speed. The transition's a big focus. Can he play the modern way? Just thinking on this on the fly, Geelong, yep. who've been struggling with their midfield balance, needing big bodies because the kid's in there, unless it's danger, it's bust. Yep. Is someone like Geelong a chance to throw him a bone and say, hey, we don't need you to be breaking lines. You yep. go in there and you farm the ball out to yep. our Bruins and – our outside players. Great call. It's something, and it seems like a real Geelong thing to do, go and get someone off the scrap heap and turn them into an All-Australian. Could play 20 games. And they, they, their midfield is a bit of a concern. It's only medium strength, I would say, the Cats midfield, and it got exposed a bit against Fremantle. I certainly did. Your last talking point. One of the superstars of the game is Buddy Franklin. You want to have a yarn about him? Yeah, so I just wanted to touch on another big forward in Buddy. We were all shattered, weren't we? When he pulled up um, on the weekend, he... He's got a calf injury. We're not sure of the severity we of it. We won't Jay, know. Yeah. They, they won't either. If it's really bad, they won't say. If it's yeah. minor, they won't but say. There's only four games remaining, guys. Is there um, a chance that with a little niggly calf, hopefully it's nothing and it's just a week or two and, and he will get back for the final few rounds. But I'd be shattered if we weren't to see Buddy Franklin again. And I'm so desperately hoping that if he does announce his retirement, it is before uh, the end of the season and we're able to, to celebrate him in style. If the Swans continue to make a charge for finals and mm. Buddy's calf isn't quite right, but their last game of the year they have to win to play finals, Melbourne. Yeah. do you throw Buddy Franklin in at the S- MCG, I think it is? SCG. SCG. Yep. A Sydney home game. Do you throw him in for a farewell with the chance that he might not get through? We hope it doesn't come to that. Should we not even hypothesize about it? You'd almost throw him in there, you know, 
75, 80%. But then if their season is on the line, you need everybody at 110%. There's no doubt about that. So that is a really tough, tough conversation. Horse at eyeball him. And if he wasn't right to play, I don't think they could pick him in a cutthroat mm. game. As, har- as harsh as that would be, that would be the stories. Hey, uh, MRO, um, of course, always a big issue. We talked about um, uh, Dane Zorko today. Clearly not happy with the fact that he feels his bill uh, bag got squeezed and there was nothing there. I don't think there's any other major MR issues to come from. What do you mean there was from- nothing there? <laughs> Low. Nothing to come from it. There was <laughs> something there, which was the it. issue. <laughs> Took Miller been cleared. But Abs. some massive injuries, clearly. You mentioned um, Lance Franklin. Josh Bruce, heartbreaking for him. Looks like he's done his knee. Expect the Western Bulldogs to um, confirm that. Alex Keith had the concussion. Massive blow to the Bulldogs' back line. They're going to have to make some changes there. Blitzarves and uh, Hawkins, of course, with those hamstring issues. Blitzarves the most versatile player in the mm-hmm. AFL. How are they going to replace him? Does Asava Radagalea get um, a look in? He has been gone Aaliyah, over the past few weeks, but might get that chance to return. Adam Cherry with the hamstring at the Blues um, is an issue, of course. And uh, Josh Goda at North Melbourne. We haven't really spoken about the North Melbourne West Coast. Good, good name, th- the Goda. Isn't Th- that, number is that, 31, is that the goat? That's him. Did Adam Simpson, cry, did he have a moment, did he cry in the coach's box after that win? He was he very emotional. emotional. I hope he did he? because he, uh, the release and relief that would have provided for him, it's a bloody hard game. And yep. he fronts up every week under he the does. pump. He knows it. I love the fact that he said, well, hopefully this means I won't have to go to any surprise board meetings or even the ones <laughs> I'm not invited to. I love that little swipe. Hey, team, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, well done to you, yes. Jay-Z. Thank you very much. Well, Abs, okay. you're a star. You should have got the gold, Logie. We all agree on that. Tomorrow, it is Joey and Rui plus for Blue Baggers. Get excited. The Loosh. Fev will be in here on The Loosh, the Footy Talk podcast. Listener.